This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. To another episode of In Other News, a podcast to expand your idea of what is impacting the veterinary world or veterinarians as humans. Brought to you by Dr. Jennifer and Dr. Jason and available at myvetcandy.com. If you're not already a subscriber, subscribe for free today at myvetcandy.com. So today we have a very special guest with us here on the podcast. We have Dr. Douglas Kratt. Cue audience applause. Now, (laughs) I will say, welcome to Dr. Kratt. He's here to talk with us today because he is running for a position within the AVMA, the AVMA president-elect. And I'll let him introduce himself a little bit to you before we kind of uh, let loose the dogs. Uh Uh-oh, that sounds (laughs) ominous. So as Jen said, I'm Dr. Douglas Kratt. I live up in Wisconsin. Um, I'm a small animal practitioner and I'm a small business owner. I own my own practice with my wife. I have two small children and am running for AVMA president-elect with the election just a few short weeks away. Right around the corner, crunch time. Isn't that what you guys call it in the political biz? Well, if I was in the political biz, I'd let you know, but I'm not (laughs) in the political biz. Uh, That's funny. Well, welcome to the show, Dr. Kratt. Thank you. So you want to tell the story about how we met? I mean, I mean, I can tell it. No, no, no. I, I would rather Doug tell it. Doug, I want to hear all the details here, okay? All right. So the first time... Don't hold, don't hold back now. <laughs> the first time Jen and I met, um, we were members of the AVMA Future Leaders Program, which is, I think, right now on pause. And I don't think it got paused because of Jen and I, but... <laughs> it, 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 it may, it, we may have had an influence on it. Oh, I'm not does sure. Does that mean our future's in jeopardy here? We have no more future leaders. Is that what that means? Oh my uh, we God. A lot of, the, the future's bright, but um, the future <laughs> leader program was uh, 10 veterinarians that would come together for one year and work on a project together. And I guess I'll paint the picture and Jen can change it. It's 10 kind of type A personalities thrown into a room and told to work on something and get along. And be productive. Uh, be productive. And be productive. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, so it was it was fun from that aspect. And so it was a, a great learning experience. I got to meet some really good friends um, in it that have now become lifelong friends. But that's the made for a network television version of how Jen and I met, right? Right. That's the version appropriate for broadcast on Pet Life Radio. Is that right? That, yeah, okay. you bet. We could have four legged listeners. It's possible. We don't want to corrupt them. Yeah, so no, that's listen, fabulous. R- listen, Doug, you can tell me the real story later. I, I appreciate us trying to keep it PG rated, but I really have to know kind of some stories here. We got to get some Dr. Jen stories going on. So while we're talking, think of some PG rated ones. We'll come back to that later. I know it's probably pretty hard, but let's get <laughs> let's get some stories up here. All right. All right. Yes, I will um, point to our previous episode where we discussed the trials and tribulations of working with family. As I'm feeling that right now. <laughs> yes. But- well, I can relate. I was going to say, Doug, you, you work with your family, and I have met your wife, and she's fantastic. So h- how is that in the practice? So you've, you've met the better of the two crats. That's what, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm continually told by my family, by the way. So, so working together, you know, we, we have a lot of good times, but as with any couple, it's not all good times, right? Mm-hmm. So my wife and I both graduated from Wisconsin about two years apart. 
we were dating before we went down there, when we were going through the premarital questionnaires and things, we said we would never work together. So that worked out well, right? You guys yeah. have premarital <laughs> questionnaires, huh? Yep. That's yeah. interesting. They make well, I you know they make us think about it, everything, right? Yeah. And so of course. Uh, now whether we listened or not, I don't know. But so it's only been uh, 19 years since we've worked together. Uh, and wow. it seems to be working. So we're both. That's uh, very impressive. 19 years. That's very impressive. Both of you guys must have learned to work together. The guy takes a lot of commitment on both your parts to do that. 19 years. That's excellent. Yeah. And we complement each other very well, or, or she covers for me very well. <laughs> that's perfect. Good way to put it. That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. So tell us about this election. Tell us what's going on. What's happening? So, you know, 94,000 plus veterinarians in the country are members of the American Veterinary Medical Association, right? Yeah. And it's our uh, national parent organization. And wait, every wait, year... Let me, let me interrupt you for just a moment. Yep. Dr. Jason, are you an AVMA member? I am an AVMA member. Okay. I, Dr. Kratt, I have to check that because... Hey, you better brother, fact check it. You better fact check it. I for better sure. fact check that. Yes. He's a nonconformist. I, I oh, really? Yes, I'm very much a nonconformist, yeah. but I have joined the AVMA and I'm, I'm pretty, pretty certain somebody's paid my dues every year. So I think I'm good to go. Yes. Well, fantastic. Okay. All right. So, all right. Carry on, Dr. Kratt. So every year, our national organization elects a president-elect and every other year, it elects a vice president. And those people serve on the board of directors as well as um, 11 different district reps, which are spread out across the country regionally. Okay. okay. But this election only happens every year for president-elect. Okay. And um, it happens at the AVMA House of Delegates, which is in conjunction with the summer convention. And your delegates, every person, every member of the AVMA has a delegate or actually two delegates from their state that represent them at this vote. So it's a little bit of a convoluted scheme, uh, not scheme, but a convoluted way that it's done. But your representation is done through two delegates in each state, and then they will cast their vote for who they think is should be the next leader of our organization. Okay. I'm glad you said that because to be honest, and maybe I'm not the best representation of the AVMA, but I really had no idea how that process took place. So to clarify, two members of each state, right? Uh, they're the ones that represent all, all of the AVMA members of each state, and they're the ones that cast the, the vote for the president and vice president, correct? And they're done uh, opposing years. Well, the vice president is every two years. The president right. is every year. Oh, I see. And, okay. and Jason, only to make it a little more uh, confusing. Please do. Those two people, so the two delegates from Wisconsin, one's considered the delegate and the alternate delegate, they can only cast one vote. And so ah. it's, it's an all-in situation. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Very cool. Okay. I'm going to make a friend's reference. Uh-oh. Chandler Bing. Could it be more complicated? <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, I think... It could. It, it could. I think it could be yeah. more complicated, but honestly, demystifying it and communicating it with the membership of, of how this happens, I think is really important. There was some discussion of, Jason, you don't have a vote in this election. Mm -hmm. Well, but you have a voice in this election, and that's the important part of it, is that as a delegate from Wisconsin, I only get a handful of people reaching out to me about issues within the AVMA every year. And when I say a handful, I mean a handful. And I have, you know, I represent a couple thousand people within Wisconsin. So we all have a voice. It's just knowing who you can contact and, and express your opinion about it. So that leads us into the next question I had uh, very well. So is, th is that one of the reasons you decided to run for president-elect seems to so, be like that's a interesting thing to run for. 
It is very interesting, and that question is a great question, and, and people think it's an easy question. I'm <laughs> running for the AVMA president-elect, honestly, because I think I can make a difference. And I've, I've been in leadership within the state and the national organization for over 15 years. Some people say that's not enough. Some people probably say that's too much. More, I but think that's enough. I believe that Number one, we need to communicate with the members, right? It's Jason, you it's your organization. Jen, it's your organization, it's my organization. And so we have to be able to communicate A, what the value is of being an AVMA member, and B, it is your organization. They're there for a reason. We're there for a reason. And I feel like I've done a good job in representing Wisconsin. I think I've done a good job in representing the House of Delegates at the board meetings in the past. And I kind of think things a little bit differently sometimes than the traditional aspect of things and so Boy, that's we, why i'm doing we, it we don't ever embrace the non-traditional here on in other news <laughs> never never We're, we tow the us. line whatever, whatever line you want us to tow we get right on it we, we do never it pray. well jason now i have another story for you to tell you at some oh, point let's go let's get to it forget about all this other stuff uh let's that uh, seems, just that seems oh, like it's another, oh i get it it's another off-air story fine it's a good time to take a break oh, isn't it it's a great time <laughs> okay so we're going to take a very short break, and we'll be right back on In Other News. That candy makes your life easier with scientific news, clinical updates, and expert lifestyle tips. Sign up for free at MyFatCandy.com and start making your life sweeter. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. So welcome back to In Other News, where we are discussing the AVMA election with Dr. Douglas Crack, who is currently uh, one of two candidates vying for um, the AVMA president-elect, and the election's right around the corner. And we're so excited that he was able to be on with us today. So, so we've heard how he works with his wife and makes that work for a staggering 19 years. And so I have the question. You mentioned uh, earlier that um, you have been representing Wisconsin with the AVMA, veterinarians in Wisconsin. And so, you know, Dr. Jason and I are from the South. We're not really sure everything that goes on there up in the North. So I'm going to ask this. And hope it's right. Are you a cheesehead or not a cheesehead? Take your time. Take your time. This is an important question. Take your time. This is an important question. So am I a cheesehead? I am from Wisconsin. So if you're using that phrase, I was born and raised in Wisconsin. So if you're using that phrase, yes. I'm also a Packer follower. But in all honesty, if I have to take an allegiance someplace, I'm a Badger. Oh! Oh. Going with? The alma mater, are you? I love it. No, that's great. College sports. I just kind of enjoy college sports. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we feel that. We feel that here at Another News. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, so let's see. So, so we just discovered um, that uh, the AVMA. I'm going to liken this to like a representative democracy. Would that be about right, Doctor Craig? Yeah, that, that would be a good way. Okay, so a little bit like electoral college, except we have oh, delegates. Oh, electoral that's college. Yes, I don't know. You want to talk about that on this show? That, that's I'm, interesting. I'm All right. pulling out politics. That's right. Oh my goodness. That's, that's right. Terrible. 
That's right. So I got to ask this because I like to ask this to veterinarians because this topic comes up all the time because I know for you, you and I have discussed it, Dr. Kratt, that the veterinary well-being issue and mental health issue is something you're passionate about helping our colleagues. And so what do you think about that, that ongoing discussion? Um, Do you enjoy what you do for a living? What about that? I absolutely love what I do for a living. I, I, you know, I don't know what I would do differently if I was not doing veterinary medicine. I would have to think long and hard about what I do. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a practitioner. So day in and day out, my hands are on animals. Now that there's a lot of things we can do as veterinarians, but that's what I have chosen. What do I think about the mental health and well-being initiative? What are we going to do about that? Because we know it's an issue, right? Right. And Jen, I think the number one thing that you guys have done is that we've now discussed it in an open format, right? And I know we've been doing that for a future, few years, but I would say, Jen, potentially even when we were in the Future Leaders Program together, that discussion was done in the hallways. It was That's done true. outside of normal <laughs> meetings. It just wasn't something pleasant to talk about, so we didn't yeah. talk about it. That's right. And now we're talking about it. Now we're starting to address it. I think we're a little bit behind the curve, but I think everybody's starting to catch up. And we know that this isn't veterinary specific. We know that it happens across a bunch of aspects. Mm-hmm. So I think that there needs to be, A, continual support of this initiative, B, working in partnerships with it, because we're veterinarians, right? And we know a lot about animal health, our own health. Sometimes we just don't pick up on it as much. So we have to feel comfortable being able to stand outside our profession or, or, rate, or extend our hand outside of the profession to get help with that. And continue to form support networks for each other, being able to continue to look at it and see if we can start finding some common threads that we may be able to address and catch things earlier. And so is that something that you would you think you might make kind of a priority if you were to be elected AVMA president-elect? Well, beautiful part is I think it's already a priority within the AVMA. And so the short answer, the politician's answer is, oh, by all means, I'm going to make it. <laughs> you you bet. are not the politician. <laughs> no, I'm not. But, it, but it's already there. But I am very comfortable protecting the progress that continues to happen in it, funding it appropriately, and continue to listen to different ideas about it. Because I think that's very important. Because yeah. once we know we have the answer and we haven't fixed the problem, that's where the problems start coming in, right? We appreciate the lively discussion here on In Other News. Yep, that's right. That's a fact. That's a fact. So I'm going to ask you about this, too, because I think it ties together a little bit. And it might alert uh, Dr. Jason also to the fact that there's a journal that's published called the JAVMA. And yeah, what does that stand for again? <laughs> mm. Right. Uh, the Journal of the AVMA, Jason. Oh, very clever. Okay. Um, and, and uh, you know, I read it avidly, or at least the abstracts, right? <laughs> and uh, there was some recent articles where some folks... They, you know, they, they looked at the mental health kind of happiness or contentment with your, your professional role um, across different fields of veterinary medicine. And one of the conclusions that the authors came to of that study was that large animal veterinarians or food animal or production veterinarians have a higher contentment rating with their profession, well, because they're kind of at a distance with their patients and they don't really care as much. It was stated in the JAVMA, right? What do you think about that? Well, I, I didn't read that conclusion, Jen, but I will tell you that. So I'm from Wisconsin, right? We have a fairly substantial agricultural background here. And the large animal veterinarians I deal with don't believe that way. They care for their patients and sometimes they care for the herd, but that's also caring for the patients as well as the individuals. They know that that's part of their business, but they also have sworn oath the same oath that three of us have sworn 
to take care of animals. And so I, I don't agree that they, that they don't care about their patients. And, and I would say that there would be a lot of people that would agree with me on that matter. In fact, the people that I talk with that are large animal people definitely wouldn't agree with that. Bingo. So in other news, uh, large animal veterinarians absolutely care about their patients just as much as the companion animal veterinarians. Is that what you're telling us? I am. And, you know, can there always be outliers? You know, <laughs> there can always be outliers, right? On both sides, my friend. On both sides, <laughs> like that, right? Not uh, that we've ever met anybody like that. It would never talk about that. The veterinarians as a whole are a great profession. We all care about all animals. But yes. Yes. But don't bring me a raccoon, friends. Okay. Exactly. Don't, don't bring, bring me, a, me varmint. a raccoon. I don't want a varmint. I mean, unless you're paying for it, and then it's the best varmint I've ever seen. Right? <laughs> okay. I appreciate those comments because I've done some ranch work and some livestock work with swine and others. And uh, I care about those animals. I care about those animals a lot. And I, and I think it uh, cheapens a little bit the care um, and the investment in time and effort and uh, emotion that our large animal colleagues put in to what they do every day. And so I, I was offended by that conclusion. So I, I hope that that's not the kind of the route that folks are taking for I, that. I don't think so. And one of the things that we look past, right, we have small animal practitioners and yeah. large animal practitioners. There's a large center of that grayscale in between that are mixed animal practitioners. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure they don't walk out their uh, exam room after they're examining a cat and then go out to the barn for a DA or for any other aspect and then decide, oh, nope, I don't care about this one. I care about that one. Yeah, less care, care. less care for you. Less care for you. No, right, of course exactly. not. That's, uh, that's an interesting, I, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that article up. Dr. Jen, I haven't read that article. I'm going to find it and read it. And the There's a shocker. Okay, that was unnecessary. Uh, I will end the, I'm trying to use a big word here in the aforementioned, right? <laughs> Uh, Javma, because I can't imagine anybody would come to that conclusion. But, you know, research is always interesting to find out which conclusions people come to. Yep. So yep. interesting. So it's good to know that, that you absolutely don't don't buy into that uh, rhetoric because I don't. But listen, Dr. Kratt, you got my vote. All right. No problem. How do I make this happen for the great state of, of Florida? How do I get this done? How do I get my representatives to vote correctly here? So <laughs> correctly. <laughs> yes, correctly. Jason, the uh, the number one way for people to be heard at this election is to contact your delegate. And the easiest way to find out who your delegate is, is to go to the AVMA website and log in. Okay. Gotcha. And there's a really nice area under the members area that it will tell you who your representatives are. Now in Florida, you have two house of delegates, and then you also have someone to the board that is also representative for you. Now, the board member doesn't get to vote in this, but honestly, all three are very important people to you because okay. they get to listen to you. They get to serve as a channel for you, in all honesty, that they can tell you things that AVMA is doing or, if you have concerns, maybe things that they're not doing and vice versa. You can let them know what's important to you in veterinary medicine and in the AVMA. And for listeners who are confused by the mechanism of representation and how to have your voice heard, if you look at myvetcandy.com, we do have an infographic for those who are verbally challenged, maybe. Anyway, the graphic makes it much easier to recognize kind of how your voice feeds into the delegates vote and how, how to make sure that you kind of get your two cents in. So check that out at myvetcandy.com. All right, well... That's exactly it. That's a that was a great infographic that would take me an hour to explain, and I thought it, it looked very good. 
Yeah, it came out, came out nicely. And so, so we have that there. We also have um, an article, another article in support of um, this effort that we're making here at, at uh, Vet Candy to get AVMA members educated on uh, taking some ownership in the efforts of their organization. And so there's another article in there that discusses the elections as well. I think um, Dr. Demeray put that together for Vet Candy. So look for that while you're there also. And uh, yeah, get your voice heard, get involved, get involved because we're only gonna go as far as uh, we take ourselves as members. If you don't get involved, you don't have a lot to complain about. If they don't know what's going on nowadays, if, if the, your representation representatives don't know what's going on, for what your thoughts are, they can't voice your concerns. Spoken like a true Midwesterner. <laughs> if you don't get involved, there's no complaining. Then be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I said it nicer, but yes. Yes, and, perfect. And perfect. I do like how you mentioned that the only procedure, the only veterinary procedure you've mentioned on this entire podcast is a DA. And so for our bovine-challenged audience members, a DA, Dr. Kratt? Displaced abomasum, and but keep in mind, I'm a small animal practitioner, so... DAs occur mostly in... Cattle and dairy, dairy cattle, specifically. Dairy cattle! He is a cheesehead! He's a closet cheesehead! Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Most excellent. Well, Dr. Kratt, thank you so much uh, for taking time to talk with us today and educate Dr. Jason a little bit. On the a process. lot. You educated me a lot on the process and what I need to be doing, and I'm going to get off of this and log on and find out my delegate and tell them what's what. All right? That's Jason, what read, read the most recent article in Java about the two candidates. You can. We have yes. to answer some tough questions, and there's a lot of good info there. First, I'll read that, and then I'll go find the other article that talks about uh, the, this crazy notion about uh, large animal veterinarians not caring. That's just, just, just beyond me. Okay. Yes, and, and, and I will tell you also on um, myvetcandy.com, we also have um, a piece about Dr. Kratt's opponent in the election, um, Dr. Gary Brown. So you can find that information there as well. So, But we really appreciate you coming on to talk straight to the people. In other news, Dr. Kratt might be turning into a small bit of a politician. Look oh, at that. Jennifer. <laughs> oh, my God. That that we were <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, now, I mean, I might have a lot more stories that have just opened. Well, that's up. right. And they might just make their way on air. You're saying that's <laughs> correct. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, once again, thank you so much. And folks, this has been in other news, a podcast about veterinarians and a unique take on news that might be of interest to them as humans. And you can find us at myvetcandy.com. And if you are not a subscriber, why don't you sign up? It's free, myvetcandy.com. Thanks so much, much, and we'll we'll see you next time. How much does it cost? Remind me how much it costs. Oh, it's it's F-R-E-E, Jason. Oh, it's my kind of price. That is my kind of price. Sign up, myvetcandy.com. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.